0: Welcome back. I am Jody Vance, sitting in for Alex Pearson on Point. Tom Korski, Managing Editor of Black Locks Reporter. This is the day, this is the time you tune in because you want to hear how Ottawa is being held to account by Black Locks Reporter. And Tom, always a pleasure to connect with you. Nice to speak with you again.
1: Thank you, Jody.
0: I want to dive right in because just reading Black Locks Reporter today, I have... I have great hopes that this will be a very uh, enlightening conversation and we're going to get deep into it. But let's start with, I think, one of the hottest topics for so many when it comes to home prices and those who have... You know, tried tirelessly to get into the market, try and get into the real estate market and and how we're seeing interest rates move and shift. And will it cool? Will it stall? Will people who just got into the market lose their shirts? All of this. And it all comes back to CMHC. Tom Korski, what do we know about a private meeting there?
1: Uh, not good. Uh, the chief executive officer, a woman by the name of Romy Bowers, had a private meeting with a tax, an equity tax advocate. And this was the tax advocate's account of this private meeting last October. Well, there's a couple of interesting things occurred. This was access to information records uncovered by the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. The chief executive officer of CMHC said, number one, I sure hope home prices stall. That's an unusual forecast for a mortgage insurer. None of their business. Just stick to underwriting the insurance. They are not uh, real estate forecasters, and they are out of their lane. More importantly, CEO Bowers had this private meeting with a a person. His name is Paul Kershaw, University of British Columbia. Some listeners undoubtedly have heard his name because he's the equity tax king. Paul Kershaw never met an equity tax he didn't like, and CEO Bowers had an extensive private meeting with him, including tips on how to talk to cabinet ministers about an equity tax. Interestingly, four months after that meeting, uh, the CEO of Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation testified in committee, No, didn't see a thing never mentioned the meeting, and uh, appeared deliberately obtuse and vague on the sub subject of equity tax. Jody, they simply won't drop this. It doesn't matter how many times secret documents come out identifying the Fed's fetish with taxing home equity, and they deny it, and then it starts all over again. They just won't say no.
0: It is just astounding to me that that is left to sort of sit in the wind in this way how how could they just sort of shrug this off
1: cmhc i think uh went astray about five or six years ago from after 60 70 years of underwriting mortgage insurance and they started to see themselves as some sort of a housing department although we already have one of those and provinces (laughs) regulate housing and real estate anyway there was this sort of weird scheme And it went like this. They looked at the trillions in equity that Canadians have built up in their homes, and it drove them crazy. They just wanted a little piece of that. If we could just get a little piece of that, Jody, it would be billions, billions a year, and then somehow we could redistribute the income so that everyone at CMHC literally said this in in committee, uh, they've since dropped it, to guarantee everyone a home by 2030. It was a berserk plan. But they forgot about uh, mom and pop homeowners. Blood, sweat, and tears. Everyone knows if you have kids, you don't have any money. Right. The only equity you will ever have to care for you when you are too old and sick to work is in your home. That's not CMHC business.
0: Correct. Berserk is the perfect word for that. It, it, I can feel our listeners joining us with being hot under the collar at the idea that the blood sweat and tears like you said, the vacations that weren't taken the the corners that were cut, the things that were trimmed from the family budget that led to home ownership for so many millions of Canadians might just be as you said shared amongst there are many people who are very willing to share by way of paying their full amount of their taxes uh, to make sure that fellow citizens are supported who need it. But this coming after home equity is something. It, I don't know that there could be something more unpopular with, with voters. Could there be? Oh,
1: oh no, absolutely. It's it's like a poll tax. You would have people burning police cars, uh, but, but it was the, the mere thought of it. And CNHC yeah. has been, has been chewing that rag for now. It's coming up on three, four years That somehow they had stumbled across the answer. They were going to unlock all that hidden wealth that uh, mom and pop are going to blow on their children's education and then groceries. It was simply just inexplicable. And frankly, as you point out, just infuriating.
0: It is infuriating. You know what? Uh, instead of the, the the CMHC managing that by way of uh, the equity in in ca- the homes of Canadian hardworking Canadians, oh, I thought I thought legalized uh, marijuana. I thought that that the the mm. pot dispensaries were going to be the answer to uh, to all our taxation needs.
1: Uh, not so much. Uh, public safety department finally starting to pull together some research. People have a right to wonder, whatever happened when we became the second country on Earth after Uruguay to legalize marijuana? That was way back in 2018. You would think there would be parliamentary hearings and ample research. Not so much. And Public Safety Department is finally starting to pull together some research. We've seen uh, spot studies that have identified Accidental poisonings went up involving children. Overall usage on campus went through the roof. And this is the department confirming that drug dealers, black market dealers, organized crime basically went online after marijuana was legalized. And they are competing toe-to-toe with licensed legal online retailers. And according to the department, sell more cannabis kilogram per kilogram than legal dealers. And the irony is, Jody, we knew in access to information records in the day, the Department of Justice knew that exactly that was going to happen. Legalization does not drive black marketeers out of the pot business, because that's why it's called organized crime. They're actually pretty good at it.
0: Right. It's just, I mean... Another eye roller to add to the long list. Let's go to one more because I'm short on time and long on subject matters, as I said off the top in this one. Uh, this story on Black Locks Reporter should remind you we're with Tom Korski on point, of course, uh, managing editor of Black Locks Reporter, holding Ottawa to account. Conservative and new Democrat MPs uh, joining in condemning a Supreme Court decision striking lifetime imprisonment without parole is unconstitutional.
1: Yeah, you can't find, in fact, you, you can include block and uh, liberal MPs. You can't find any MP who thought that ruling was a good idea. Way back uh, 10 years ago, 2011, the Parliament passed an amendment to the criminal code, and it said if you are a multiple murderer, you will get multiple murder sentences. As one MP put it in the day, why should uh, multiple murderers get a, some sort of weird volume discount? Right. Well, in the case of the Quebec City mosque shooter, six deaths at his hands judge sentenced him to 40 years. Prosecutor asked for six times 25 years, the rest of his life. Supreme Court said it was cruel and unusual, unconstitutional. And MPs were aghast. Jody, I can, uh, how often do you find all MPs universally upset over a Supreme Court ruling? But that's what happened. That ju- judgment came down on Friday. It's not obvious what the Department of Justice will do, but there's some sense, uh, and uh, frankly, pressure to do something. It just wasn't really. It wasn't, you know. You talk about staying in your lane. Yeah. That was a bill passed by Parliament. They knew what they were doing, and it wasn't really up to Chief Justice Wagner to decide about the hopes and dreams of people who are serving life sentences for the most horrible crimes.
0: Our criminal code needs uh, needs some revamping. Clearly, in the way of of. Of reflecting where we are as a society and what we are seeing more and more of, sadly, when it comes to incredibly horrific violent crime. It's not just happening elsewhere. It's happening here. And and we need to be the Canada we think we should be, as opposed to uh, maybe putting the perpetrators first. Because I really don't know that you use the example of the mosque uh, murders, um, that those people who have lost loved ones would would. Perhaps come first in in what is considered. Oh, no, it's sad. Yeah, absolutely. Life. I mean, that just it was, it was just sad. Spot. Yeah, it is absolutely. sad, Tom. You know, and I, I hate to leave it on a sad note because oftentimes we uh, we giggle with our outrage. Uh, this one we got to leave on that little bit of a somber note. But talking about it makes for change, and I always appreciate your your team at Black Locks Reporter, and always our time to chat, Tom. Thanks for this. Look forward to next time. Thank
1: you kindly, Jody.
0: That is Tom Korski. As I said, he is the managing editor of Black Locks Reporter. We pause now and on the other side, we're going to get into HR. Do you trust your HR department? What's changed when it comes to human resources? We're going to dive into that with a specialist in that field. Debbie Carew joins us right after this on Point. I'm Jody Vance.